Episode 22, Stevie Flowers, the Lucy White Podcast. Hello. Hello. Sorry, my dog is barking. Do you see me in the waiting room? I just had that thought. Oh, you couldn't? No. That would be weird if you could. I was staring at the normal screen, (laughs) non-Zoom. I just started recording. Baby. Windows are open, so she's gonna. Baby. I love you. Okay. I have lots to bark at. I know. That's why it's like completely dark. So. (laughs) Dogs be making stuff up, I swear. Yeah. They just like insist on finding something to bark at. (laughs) I I think they can like see stuff we don't see too. So. That's true. That's a play for sure. This is crazy that I'm talking to you. <laughs> it is kind of crazy. And Full circle. Yeah, I was going to say that's a plug, too, for your song, Crazy. Um, <laughs> Shout out to you for uh, knowing that one. <laughs> yeah. I was just looking at your Spotify, but I knew that even before. That's why I had checked your Spotify. I'm like, he does have a song called Crazy, right? Like, And then yeah. me and uh, I was just doubting myself. Um, yeah, and no, I appreciate it. Yeah, I like your hat. Thank you. Trying to stay uh, warm in here. I've seen you have um, crochet things. I have a crochet thing too. I just ordered another one today. I'm excited because I like I like these bucket hats, but sometimes about like just I don't like how floppy they get sometimes. Like I had um, my crochet craze started with uh, you know how. They'll give crochet hats to like uh, cancer patients and stuff like that. Oh, do they? Yeah. So like when women lose uh, their hair, obviously there's like different wigs or like head wraps and stuff. And crochet hats is like kind of like an outlet for that. And mm-hmm. so there was like this local knitting group that made a bunch of hats. And um, long story short, they like didn't make it to like a hospital or whatever. My sister works in like uh, child services or did. And uh, the the like troubled youth were not going to wear all these crochet hats. And so she gave them all to me. And I uh, and there was this one I really loved. And it's in like my old TikToks. It's like brown has this blue stripe around it. And I liked how it had like this rippled edge, but it was shorter. So it didn't like lay as floppy. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've been on a hunt for ones that fit like that. So I have like a bunch of ones that are like cool, but not like ones that I reach for all the time. Uh, but yeah, I would love to learn. I was like, just, I'm always trying to, I always come back to it. But then at some point I'm like, it's just, it's just too, too much, too time. Like learning how to learn. What's that? Like learning how to crochet, like do it yourself. Yeah, I'd love to. If, uh, yeah. I like, I had my, uh, my partner Jules, we were on vacation. And her cousin that came with us was teaching me how to do it. And um, that didn't go well. <laughs> that was the last time I tried. But that, yeah, no, it's definitely a skill I'd love to know. That is really cool. I love doing stuff with my hands too. I taught myself how to sew um, in 2020. Someone also kind of helped me. It helped me have them like be able to ask questions like on and someone being right there. But um, 
That's what it would be nice sure. to do that because you can't always bring a sewing machine everywhere. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely something I want to like have in the bag. Yeah, I also I remember you having a crochet hat like, um, like I that's kind of like a cool thing that you have. Like that's kind of like a cool niche or yeah you can make it like your niche like i don't know anyone else that does that but i mean you do you do whatever you want yeah no i mean that's kind of the thing uh i'd like to have more like just crochet everything because i think it's cool and it's like cozy yeah like, but at the same time because it's like there's holes all through it you can like still wear it in the summer so it's like kind of good all the time uh and so yeah i definitely need more like i said i ordered another one so <laughs> i definitely like it so I would love like crochet pants and like uh, top and like match that. Mm -hmm. I, I wanted to get like a nice cardigan would be cool. Yeah, but... I need a whole new style and I would love that to be like in my style. I've been Do sending it. pictures of clothes I like to my mom. She like sends her criticisms every time. <laughs> but some, I, things, uh, some things you got to share to the right audience. Oh. you know for support <laughs> i realized i can't um like she's gonna be her i can't expect her to, like not be her like i think uh for a while like i was thinking like she'd just be like completely different just be like my hype man or something and it's like that's not her um and that's okay yeah I shouldn't expect yeah, exactly that isn't like that Mm -hmm. This is so crazy that I'm talking to you. Like I remember um when you first DM'd me like where I was. <laughs> I remember like kind of freaking out. Um it was just like in a parking lot in the car, but like I think I posted you and then you like just responded and I was like never expected you to. Um Oh no, I'm always grateful if someone shows me stuff like uh be honest, like when I started making music, it was really like it's always been like a personal journey to kind of discover what I can come up with, kind of develop my own style as a person. And like music's always been something that's intrigued me as a fan or like as a kid, I always wanted to like, like, you know how kids toys part, there's almost like a genre of kids toys that is like instruments. Like that was kind of like the kids toy I would always go for like the xylophone and like the fake guitar and like that kind of stuff. So I feel like I always was kind of drawn back into that. And then now that I'm like putting it out and have networks that are building of people that support me, which I'm super grateful for, like the, the, the human connection is not something I expected, but I'm like super grateful for. It. So if anyone like shows me love, I gotta, gotta show love back. So thank you. I love that. That, that is so cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate it. I know you liked uh satellite baby, which is probably, uh, Besides Here to Stay, honestly, it might be my my new favorite of like the songs I have out. But Satellite Baby was like really well done. We did a good job on that one. That's what you truly do have. Um, like there's not that many people that I like can be and get obsessed with like their art. Like there's really not that many people. You really are one of them. Like Thank you have played the hell out of that song and I feel like I can never get tired of it which is like a sign that it's like a true like gift from God and it's like that's really what it is um that's like yeah true sign of a good song is when I like can't get tired of it um yeah 
and like honestly like all of your songs are good like really good like thank I'm you thank excited you excited when you put something out i'm like hyped for it because i know yeah. like like it just sounds good it makes me feel good you spent time on it like I, it's like a true piece of art um you're not just like didn't spend any time on it or anything like it I don't know and I know it means a lot to you which is like amazing yeah no I think that's in part of building up my skills to like execute these songs at the level that I wish to I also recognize um like I just care a lot and so to put something out that I you know I'm very objective with myself and really introspective as a person so like I know what I like in music and I'm not gonna settle for less than that just because I'm like developing and because in my mind I'm like well it may not be there yet but like that's why I seek out help from engineers and stuff because I'm like I know the quality can be hit at this point even if I don't feel like I have everything figured out and so like um I guess my point is like there's a lot of songs I have this google doc that I've been working on that's like 40 or 50 songs that or projects I'll say that I want to finish and publish and one whether it's on an album or like it's just an interlude like a little 45 second thing like things that I love that I'm like yeah this is me I want this to be represented as me um and I've just been going in and like knocking them all down because I feel like I've been building my skills up but yeah I just care a lot and I want it to come out at the level of like people's artists like people's favorite artists already you know like I have artists that I look up to I want it to be alongside that and not like um you know on its way to that if that makes sense so no I get that I it, that's amazing um do you have like are you in your room do you have a lot of equipment in your room sorry nah you're good. not not too much honestly like um I have like my interface here, which is what I plug my instruments into and goes into the computer. This was honestly like, like I was working with very minimal gear for a long time. Like my first song that came out, I didn't have this thing. And this is like uh, nowadays, especially this brand, this focus, right? The red one is like a staple of like bedroom production is to have an interface. That's kind of like the, the start of your like bedroom studio is like speakers and an interface interface. And my first song, Ipsum, that I made, that was on a microphone that, like, just plugs right into your computer. Like, USB was, like, less than $100. I think I bought I bought it from a friend of a friend for, like, half that price. Like, uh, I was just kind of putting it all together because I had faith that, like, you could figure it out on the computer. And, yeah, you can. Like, a lot of it is just, like, working the software. Um, but, yeah, like, I have – kind of, like, show you around. But I have, like, these speakers here. I have one on either side. These are actually probably like my most recent addition because I've been working on headphones ever since. And so like those help me kind of feel the music more. That's a big thing. It's just like you can hear it in the headphones, but when that when the speakers really like shake the table or like you can hear it through a, in another room, it changes your whole experience with the music. So like having speakers was huge. And then like this keyboard, um, my stepdad actually just uh like when he came into my life he was like hey I have this old keyboard you want it and I was like hell yeah I want it this is like the only one I have now so this thing holds it down this is kind of how I like program drums and play keyboard 
into songs is that and then this bass guitar which is another newer addition i love the bass because i feel like my ear is always focused on like lead melodies like one note melodies shout out to the ring light ignore that but <laughs> uh yeah my ears always like drawn to like the lead melodies like uh what the singer is singing or like one note like a guitar solo like those are the those are the parts of the songs that i remember and i think that goes for a lot of people but uh the bass i was like oh this is like essentially a melody instrument but it's because it's low frequency like you feel it and so you're playing a lead melody but it's like tying the drums and the groove of the song in with the melody parts and i was like oh i should have been playing the bass like since i was a kid because it was like the best of both worlds and then we've got this microphone that i have set up i was recording it with guitar that's why it's like sideways and stuff because i was pointing it at an acoustic guitar but i used to have like a what do you call it like an arm attached to my desk so that it would just always be right here which was a great a great gig but it uh kind of fell off and chipped the hell out of my desk so we don't do that anymore and then back by my ring light is that acoustic and then my electric guitar is in its bag over there but you see that in my like tiktoks and stuff and that's it so it's just like three guitars the keyboard that's like from 2001 and i'm grateful to have the speakers but i don't even really need them and stew it up you know, that's pretty much the whole setup. That is so cool. I just, I saw your last TikTok. Um, and that's what it was like right when you were messaging me. And then uh, like, I kind of got, I'm like, oh, I don't want to like it right now. Cause I think, I would think that you think I'm weird. And it's like, I didn't want that. But like, I, of course I was thinking too much about myself and I like, uh, need to not do that. But, um, you were talking sure. about the feeling <laughs> in the room and I'm like that is like in like what you just said like that's really what um like makes you special and is like part of your gift is your feeling and I love that you do that in your music um I'm a really big feeler too and I think like that's a real um I mean not everyone is and that's what is special about it yeah no I mean I feel like I've always been a really sensitive person in like every sense of that word. Me too. <laughs> um, you know, so just like very in tune with other people and like, you know, if the vibe shifts in the room, like I have faith that I'm one of the first people to feel it uh, and not to sound like pretentious, but that's just how I feel. And like, um, and so, yeah, like a music's definitely an outlet for that of, uh, and I think that it's back to the, like the comment about quality, like I, what helps me so much with getting a song to sound better is just showing it to people that like don't know music and I don't even ask for their opinion. I just play it in front of them. And because I'm like such, um, you know, so empathetic to like the way people feel in a room that if I'm playing a song and as soon as like that vocal hits and it's way too loud, I know. Cause I'm like, I know what kind of music this person listens to. I know what music sounds like in a normal context when I play my music and it sounds whack as hell, like I immediately know why. And I, they don't even need to say it. I just like need to play it for 45 seconds and then I, I can go back to the drawing board and change it. And like, so that's huge. Just like auditing my own stuff just by like the vibe in the room when I put it on and like feeling it out. Like, yeah, being, being like sensitive to that stuff is like super, super important. That is so interesting that you do that. 
do you um do any other kinds of well you want to crochet and stuff like you're obviously good with your hands with the guitar piano sure yeah and everything do you ever paint or draw or anything yeah that was actually like my first art i mean i guess like like i said i had a couple little dinky instruments that like my grandma bought me when i was a kid like she bought me my first uh my cousins were in like the drum line and stuff and i always looked up to them and we played guitar hero together and stuff and so my grandma bought me like my first snare drum when i was in like fifth grade and so i would like be a total menace with that thing but my dad is actually a very very talented illustrator um, with pencil and he's been more recently getting into watercolor again um and so he's getting some color into it but he's like been super talented for as long as i can remember i mean since he was like my age or earlier and so he got me into drawing i always looked up to him in that way and so i used to draw a lot as a kid i was always like in art class and um it's funny like when i was in art class i think i liked the art so much because i could sit down for long periods of time and listen to albums all the way through like i'm a very much like an album person like a, a body of work and I appreciated like listening to songs or a project all the way through while I drew something. So it's almost like they go hand in hand uh, at the start. But yeah, I used to draw. I love pencil just because I like the pencil or pen just because the simplicity of it. Um, I feel like I suffer from like um, paralysis of like decision. So and that's kind of why I don't want to get too much gear is because I, I don't only really get stuff when I'm like, OK, I've really been needing this for the last six months. Like this bass guitar, I've probably like I said, I've probably needed that for years, but I didn't want to buy anything until it's like past due because I want to make sure that it's not like going to um, overwhelm me with decision. And then it like clouds the creativity. It's like so pencil, pen. I love doodling like I always love like the cartoon kind of style. I'm always drawing like little characters and stuff um that's kind of where but yeah like I've been getting more into that actually uh because I hope to kind of implement a lot of my drawings like in the brand like I've been uh I've been drawing like little characters that I hope to like debut here soon and like little videos and stuff and get them animated and stuff like that um it's so cool yeah yeah no drawing drawing is fun that's always been a love of mine is you paint is that the, your stuff behind you yeah, and none of the stuff is um like my favorite stuff is at my office. Um, yeah. That's why I like made this setup like right before like I'm time like doesn't exist for me. So <laughs> and that's what when you were texting me, I'm like I don't know, I like just quickly showered, quickly made mac and cheese, quickly did uh <laughs> stuff like right before this. I'm like I'm really um I don't know. Time really doesn't exist for me, but yeah. That's cool. I respect that. <laughs> I really, I wouldn't um, be here talking to you though, if I hadn't had gone into art because cool. I had just like decided to go to school and for art and um, that is really why I got into it. And I don't, that's why I don't think I would have like connected with like creative people or like had found you if I hadn't. But um, that's cool. Yeah, I never really did it growing up. That's why I wanted to ask if your parents um have they always been supportive? Um. Yeah, I think in their own way, it's mm -hmm. like um, 
I think what I'm doing is like hard to understand for most people, let alone people like older than us who like didn't grow up with the internet because the internet makes it like such not only like the resources are there, but like the idea of being successful with your art is a lot more tangible. Like you see people successful with their art every day. Whereas like, you know, 40, 50 years ago, like you, you never heard of anyone from your town, like just getting famous with their guitar or something. So like, I think it's just a hard concept to understand. And so like, they care about me. So it wasn't like, you know, they want, they didn't want to encourage me to like, just screw my life up because they were worried. You know what I mean? Like, but it was always like, just as long as I'm happy kind of thing, as long as I'm happy and I'm safe, like there's supportive parents, but as far as like, yeah, you go play all those shows, whatever, not necessarily, but like never, like never down on it. You know what I mean? Like always loving to me as a person, but I don't expect them to understand because it's like, it's such a foreign world. Like, I think it's kind of crazy how how left field I am as a person compared to the rest of my family. Like, uh, again, like super loving and supportive people, but I don't even want to say I'm like the black sheep because I don't get looked down on for it. Um, but I just, I'm just so different than everybody else in my family, except my dad, honestly. And I think, um, like the mentality he has of just, I want to like just sit at my easel and draw this whole piece for like three hours. Again, put whole albums on the on the sound system and blast it through the house. Like that was kind of that the dynamic when I was at his house as a kid. And so I think that kind of like lab rat studio mentality was kind of instilled in me there now that I think about it. Um, but other than that, no, it's like middle America, normal stuff. And then I'm over here like, you know, doing whatever I'm doing. So. But yeah, no, they're, they're supportive. That is so um, cool. Yeah, you, I feel like you definitely um, get it from your dad or something. Like, I mean, you're both your parent, your yeah, your parents. But um, that is so cool. Like, I, you made me think. Like, I feel like I get um, the a lot of the creativity from my dad. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Are they into? Are they? artistic in any way as well or um my dad was very like he was so into music too that's really where like my love of music um, and like respect for it comes from yeah like an old radio show and um so I didn't know that my dad died when I was 16 so I learned more about I've learned more about him like since he's passed like um mm-hmm. Yeah, he had an old radio show, and that's what really, um, my mom kind of, like, made him stop it. So that's what I feel, like, just even more empowered to, like, do what I'm doing. Like, I love talking to people. I love meeting people, and I love, I mean, doing this. Um, yeah. No, I feel that, like, carry the carry on the torch artistically. Yeah. I feel that, I feel that same way with my dad, honestly, like, um, like, he's still doing his thing definitely if anything his output is like more than it used to be because he has more time on his hands but um but yeah like that same energy is definitely instilled in me and I hope to like expand on it so keep doing that for sure yeah and I definitely um relate to like I mean the black sheep non-black sheep thing like I I could not be um told like I'm weirder 
enough like by my siblings or by my family like I am the weird person and I am so um I mean it's just who I am like <laughs> my, yeah my mom said the other day like I'm one of like the three people in her life that like do things differently or try to like not do what she says or whatever and I'm like I really um like I don't try like I just am like I yeah I didn't say the sentence correctly but I'm nervous so um <laughs> yeah no I hear you <laughs> um well I'm not I'm just I'm feeling a lot right now like that I hear you I hear uh, you when's your birthday I'm just curious I love it <laughs> <birthdays. laughs> I'm a I'm a Gemini May 27th on May 27th I'm born July 3rd July is that the same I don't even know how that works that's what it's like a whole different language and uh, we're not just like one sign we're all 12 signs it just depends like where you were born and where they all are there's so many different systems like <laughs> it's a whole thing um and but that's what i'm i don't know i have jupiter as zero degrees in gemini which means like that whole gemini is very expansive and like in my realm of friendships and um yeah interesting yeah i know that I know like the the sun moon and rising obviously yeah. that adds an extra level of dimension but yeah that's, that's cool. a rabbit hole I have not ventured in I respect it though I think there's there's ancient knowledge there as with like every religion yeah I think there's things to learn from everything if you stay open-minded but you said something about like you know doing things differently and I get the sense that like maybe you felt more insecure about that fact as a younger like younger and do you feel like you're growing into that more and like appreciating that about yourself because i get that sense because that's kind of how i am as well yeah definitely um that's why i was looking at old videos yesterday that i hadn't really seen in a long time like my sisters are like six or seven years older than me and they had like iphones like at the i don't know but they were like um it, it helped me remind a lot like when I didn't have a phone because it's like I've seen those pictures a lot whatever but mm -hmm. yeah I have um always been different and then I kind of um I was has kind of been like too nice and too um like I always did what everyone else wanted me to do or I thought that they expected me to do and mm -hmm. yeah I really come into myself um like 2020 was the big like I'm gonna do what I want like I had spiritual experience and I just like my life changed I'm like I kind of like woke up from that yeah and, um yeah I'm getting a lot more comfortable with being myself I th I've friendships have been like a hard area in my life um not hard but like that's well I guess it has always been hard for me because like my friendships like uh, my relationships with people like I think I always had like a cloud around them like I didn't see um them clearly I wasn't seeing myself clearly either um mm -hmm. wasn't listening to my emotions and you know, I mean, it's hard growing up and then like you are not 18 yet. And then you're like, because you, you can't do whatever you want. I don't know. My, um, I was always busy a lot and I always wanted to be by myself. 
Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, have you, are you, uh, you're accepting yourself now too? And... Yeah, no, I feel like uh, I get that about, you know, not being sure about who you are, because I don't think many, you know, that's not really fostered in our society to like figure that out on your own. It's more like people telling you what you are and hopefully it sticks or hopefully it doesn't or you have to like take it under your own power to like reject that and figure it out yourself. Like, but yeah, I mean, there was a lot of life decisions I made, big ones that like I did for the sake of other people or to just be approved of. And now that I'm like out of that, did so much inner work to like become who I am now, have, you know, the amount of self-confidence that I have and just have to like live with all like the decisions that 18 year old me made when he was just like super lost. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Like it's become this beautiful journey that I just need to like appreciate one for the sake of sanity and two for the sake of like, you know, just one's life. But yeah, I mean, I definitely have gotten so much, so much, so much growth in the last couple of years. It's insane. And I was like thinking about this either just yesterday or the day before of like, you know, I saw something on Instagram and it was like this little doodle of like two cowboys, like standing at a, at a, I think I might've put it on my story, honestly. But it was like two cowboys standing at a fence and the one said to the other one, it was like, what makes you think that anyone's doing better than we are or something like that? And I'm like, if you really listen to that, it's like, wow, you're like, what does make me think that? I mean, you see like the highlight reel that is social media sometimes, but like your grass is always greener. You can never really measure like it's not a quantitative, it's a qualitative thing. Mm -hmm. And so like you know, I, there may be things that on paper, I'm like, yeah, that's not too good. Like I got to deal with that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I feel like I've primed myself to be like such a good, well-rounded person that like people would probably die to be like I am. And that I got to be grateful for that and realize like the amount of work I put into like for emotional intelligence and like the amount of the skills for music, like these are skills that I was begging to have at age 12. You know what I mean? And so like, just got to be grateful for what you have because you never know who would who would die to have it. Um, and that's not even like on a on a physical sense, like having a place to stay and like food and clothes and whatever. But just like on a personal sense, like the amount of stuff I got figured out in here that may not have like actualized in my reality yet is crazy. And so I was just like having, you know, being sure of that and doubling down on that and continuing to will go a long way. That is very true. That's, um, that's I think there's a lot of people who have, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. There's a no. delay. <laughs> I was going to say, so right when you stop talking, sometimes I just like every, all of my thoughts like go away. I'm like, uh, mm -hmm. but that's like really how it is. Yeah, no, it's like, um, I was in my train of thought too now, but, uh, <laughs> oh yeah like there's there's a lot of people who like may oh. have may have more resources or like you know may have more things to put on the highlight reel that is internet but doesn't mean that they're like a good person it doesn't mean that they have loving relationships it doesn't mean that they know how to love it doesn't you know what i mean like these huge core things that you just cannot measure like you you got to just double down on that
and uh did you start like figured out um when did you start like working on yourself like that oh god uh ironically enough like when i had like a laptop i would say like the amount of internet research i do on everything is crazy like my youtube my youtube watch history is all over the place it could be like some crazy therapist stuff over here and then it's like how to mix and master a song over here and like yeah i mean i remember in like fifth grade like looking up just everything if i had a question i was like watching a youtube influencer or youtube guy like tell me you know i just learned like i'm such a knowledge seeker yeah and I think before I even realized that's what I was doing, I was definitely like working on myself like that and trying to be a better person on my own. Cause like without that, God knows what I would be like, because there wasn't like anyone else, any other like sources that were going to give me that if I had to seek it out. But um, as far as like, I would say, honestly, probably tw- 2019 2020 like you know it's kind of the cliche at this point that like uh the pandemic was like the turning point for people's lives because like on a human level it really was like a turning point um in human history humanity of consciousness level yeah and so but even a little bit before that like when i decided to like take my health a little bit more seriously and go to the gym and stuff like i think that's where uh you know, was kind of like another level that kind of brings me to where I am today. But like, I was always kind of trying to learn and stuff. So I, I with school, I've never like, it's hard. To, like, I'm very curious and very like, I can pay attention to like stuff I'm interested in. Like, I've never got good grades, never like I dropped out of college, like three different took a break like three different times and I feel like it was really a sign like I shouldn't go back like I can I'd be in the classroom be in the teachers and I'm like I could kind of like read their minds and it's like why am I here like I felt like I'm wasting my time Um, yeah and that's why I just kept going back to like please my mom and um and kind of like so she wouldn't kick me out but um (laughs) you know I I had to work on my I had to work on myself um to just handle it more gracefully and it's all happening in divine timing too um which like constantly reminding myself but I'm really at peace at like I'm really um I mean like you like I'm really going up like and that's what I'm very proud of myself of what you were talking about like I like I have been excited for this moment because just like like if little Lucy looking at me now, like I was the shyest person, and it is, <laughs> I like I um, like I wasn't really shy, but like in front of people, like being such a feeler, I think I'd get overwhelmed and not like yeah. So I have like energetic boundaries. That's what um learned that in twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and I still like like it, that changed my life. Um, that's why. I like learned what the word empath was and then I'm like okay like I finally like surrendered everything and I shut my eyes never meditated before but I didn't want to open them up again it was like 10 hours I meditated I felt like oh my god I felt like I was connected to my dad like that was really like hearing the word empath and just like feeling I'm like this is what this is me um 
mm -hmm. made a lot of sense to me. Um, That's awesome. I, I get that. It's crazy. You said like, you didn't want to open your eyes and mm -hmm. um, what'd you say? Energetic boundaries. Like that, it's like, that's kind of what I mean about like the internet research. Like you said that phrase and now I will definitely be doing like a YouTube search <laughs> on that and watching a 20 minute video about that yeah. concept. And like, um, when you said that, I also thought of like, when I started doing live shows, I was like, it wasn't that I was nervous to like play the songs or have anyone hear my music or even like feel like a bad musician. It was literally just like an overwhelming experience, like on that, you're saying like an energetic level of just it not only being a new experience of being on the stage and it processing that on a, on that uh, level, but to then also have to like perform the song and sing it and da da da. And so like, you know, my first couple shows and I honestly haven't done a show in a while, but like have been rocky because of that, because I'm still like processing the that exposure to the experience more so than like being oh what if i mess up da, da, da. it's like yeah i don't want to mess up but i also might mess up because i'm like just overwhelmed like yeah on that level i feel like you're uh, you're aware of a lot i'm the time it's gonna i got you it says less than a minute. um yeah can i like send the link back to you when i yeah yeah that's what happens sure yeah I'm sorry. No, okay. you're good. Catch you on it. the other side. I'm going to go to the bathroom <laughs> and I'll be back. All right. Cool. Bye. <laughs> what was I just going to say? Like I said, every time you pop up, I like forget everything. Um, <laughs> when did you get a phone? Um, when did I get a phone? Well, um, I want to say it was eighth grade okay. or like going into ninth grade before high school just because that um when you were talking about like I, I wouldn't be who i am today like if i hadn't gotten a phone in like third grade like and that was very mm. early um all my siblings were mad at, were jealous of me but um it does was that like a smartphone or i did have like a red slidey phone at first and then i broke okay. it, and then like six months later i got like the first generation iphone was internet. it the classic uh nv or was nv no. it's like that it was like a motorola i don't think it was oh, a slide no. it was like that flip one that like everyone thought they were super cool it was like myspace era you know i think my cousin got that one and i was jealous <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember like all the cool kids at school had that not that i thought they were cool but i was like oh so that's like the thing or whatever yeah but uh i mean that's yeah. like human child yeah if someone else has it you're like mm -mm. no I, I yeah i do remember the first moment that i got um my english class i think this would be ninth grade because it was an english um my the english teacher was in ninth grade but it was like right after a lacrosse game my it was like the week or two before my birthday and i had to get this like video project done and I convinced my mom that I needed an iPod touch to film it and make it That's funny. and uh, which I didn't, but yeah. she didn't know any better. God bless you, mom, if you're saying this, but yeah, let's uh, shout out her. Yeah. Shout out Les. <laughs> but uh, she got me this iPod touch. I was freaking out. I was so hyped. But that that thing, I think I still have it in a drawer somewhere at home, like 
I think the the screen is just like in bits. I remember at one point, like you had to be careful because you would just be like pulling pieces of glass off by like using it. It was like that smashed. But uh, you know, but like yeah, I, that that was a turning point. I remember when everyone had iPod touches, and I was kind of jelly, and it's like I had an iPhone. Like why would I? That's like, funny. They just everyone else has something different than me, and that's what I've had to ground to accept that it's okay to be different and. Plus, we're kind of all the same, but we're all unique. It's a whole thing. Um, it's definitely a matter of, like, socialization, too. It's kind of crazy how that's the reality. But, like, to be able to be on the same page as your friends, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? You need to, like, like, I remember my mom would get, like, a new phone for work every year or every couple of years. And so she had this. This was, like, iPhone 4. It was, like, that. Mm-hmm. I think she had, like, an iPhone 5. And there was this old iPhone 4 that she had. Mm-hmm. And I remember she let me use it. And it was essentially just an iPod. And I would tell people I have an iPhone or whatever. But I needed Wi-Fi to use it, right? Oh. So, like, it was essentially just an iPod. But it was, like, squared <laughs> off. And nobody could tell. And so I'd be like, yeah, I got iPhone. Blah, blah. That is so that funny. funny. <laughs> yeah. um, are you, like, 23 or what? Um... I'm 25, believe it or not. Oh, you are? Wow. Yes. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was just guessing, but I felt like we were like around the same age. Um, yeah, I mean, I like. Yeah, just we are. So. <laughs> yeah, no, like I, uh, I don't know. I get, I get all kinds of guesses. People be like, "You look 14. Other people were like, "You talk like you're 30." I don't know, <laughs> and I'm cool with that. I find that I'm flattered by both. So. Yeah, I you definitely um, like, are an old soul. Have an old soul. I don't know how to say that, but I crazy story. I'm going to drop this, this OG story here on your podcast, but, um, (laughs) so I have this great uncle, his name was Richard, right? Mm. Uh, great uncle Dick, they call him, but uncle Richard and he passed away. This was, I don't even know what year the only picture they have of him. He's like somewhere between like 12 and 15 and it's black and white. So that's like all I got for you. But he passed away in like a tragic like car accident or something mm-hmm. at 17, 18. Mm-hmm. And, and he looks so much like me. I wish I could find the photo. I might have it or my dad has it or somebody, but it's like, it's hilarious how much he looks like me. And at least when I was younger, I looked like him. And, uh, and then when I got to high school, um people started calling me ricky it was like an inside joke um for like other reasons and it's just kind of weird because i like looked like this guy who's named richard in my family he had a unfortunate like early death and then so like a part of me feels like i'm some kind of reincarnation of that man yeah. and like I, he wasn't meant to be taken and so they were like let's just reboot him and this kid <laughs> and the same like you know what i mean the same uh bloodline yeah. or whatever you want to say like the same genetics because of that reason like I do feel like uh an old soul in a lot of ways so I'm like maybe I literally am in that way uh some crazy stuff like that but no that is crazy that's um that's what I I feel him with us and um that's what's taken me a while to like accept these gifts of mine and but like I really and like to not like think I'm crazy because like I really I feel that like so much um and that is so cool. Yeah. As 
I'm named after my great aunt and my grandma who died right before I was born. Mm-hmm. I never got to meet her. Um, but Anne Lucille and then Lucille Sunbeam. I love that name. Um, yeah. That's what I feel very connected to them. And I feel like they're with me and I'm like, need to work on the lessons they were working on um, or just like what our souls are meant to do. Like it's, yeah. Um, I do, I think about them a lot and I like talk to them. Like <laughs> I, yeah. like how I talk to my dad and like anyone. Um, yeah. Well, maybe that- just, following your heart and letting it unfold for yeah. sure will will align with that so you know for sure that's what i love asking questions about them and stuff um yeah you mentioned earlier about like uh sorry i may have got you off again but you mentioned earlier about like uh you had like a long meditation session you didn't want to open your eyes there was like there was this one time it was back in August, I guess, or July. And I don't know if I watched, I watched some video. I wish I could like shout out the creator. I think his name was uh, Alex. It starts with an M or something. I feel bad because like his stuff is, is like, has been impactful for me. So I want to give him his flowers, but, um, but yeah, he had like this video talking about, I don't even know, just spiritual awakening or something, just this hour long crazy video. I love, uh, I love that kind of stuff. And yeah. it had just unlocked something in me, like, uh, what's it called? Um, the Kundalini? Not Kundalini. Uh, I'm familiar with what that is, but it was like a spiritual bypass. That's the phrase. And I felt that. I felt that in that moment. And the next like four days were just incredible. And that weekend, me and all my friends went out to um, the bar. And I remember we were probably out for about four hours or something. And I think I opened my eyes for maybe like two minutes. My eyes were closed the whole time. I had the best, one of the best nights of my life because of that. And uh, to the point of just being a musician, like I feel so much more in tune with things when I can't see, (laughs) you know, and like, and I just, uh, interacting with the world without sight is almost like makes things clearer on yeah. another level and uh so that resonated with me when you said that it's just like staying uh staying eyes closed and uh, have you ever heard of the Wim Hof method no if you've heard of Kundalini, you should look into the Wim, into Wim Hof he is one of the big one of the biggest like uh reasons that I am who I am today is finding his his teachings and stuff but he's this um Mm. what's the word he's from the Netherlands I don't know what the word would be like a Netherlandian but there's another word I know there is uh (laughs) but he he's big on like cold exposure and uh breath work and so he has a whole kind of he calls the Wim Hof method where it's just kind of a procedure of like cold exposure um this almost like hyperventilation thing where you it's like anywhere from about like 20 to 40 breaths that are just like so it's like all the way in and then you just release and so it's not too much of an exhale as much as it is it's just a relaxation but you do that and then when you get to about i do about 30 35 breaths let the last one all the way out 
and then you hold your breath for as long as you can, essentially, and you're just relaxing, you find inner peace in your chest, and you let it radiate, and just try and relax for as long as you can, and you do until you, you know, you need to take a breath, and then you take that recovery breath for about 15 seconds, and then you go back into your second round of of inhale, exhale, and I do those whenever I can, I guess, whenever it kind of feels right, and whenever I feel like I need it, and those, like, always start a great day for me when I do that, uh, along with like a cold shower. Like um, he started by just living by a lake and it was like the middle of the winter and he just felt compelled to just jump in, which is crazy, but it changed his whole life. And that's like his whole thing. He's done a lot of, um, a lot of world records and stuff with cold exposure. Like he climbed Mount Everest in a pair of shorts and boots. That was all he was wearing, purely using his breathing techniques to keep his body temperature regulated and his blood oxygenated. Insane, insane. People don't believe me when I mention this stuff. I don't blame them because I feel like what he's teaching is just like ancient, you know, biological wisdom that people just don't acknowledge within themselves, let alone utilize. And uh, yeah, it's amazing. Couldn't recommend the Wim Hof method enough. I don't think it's for everyone. But I think for me, it was just like a pathway in to connecting with my breath, which I think is huge. People don't acknowledge um, their breathing. And I, when I say that, I think back to elementary school where kids would joke around and be like, you are now breathing manually. Do you remember that joke? No. <laughs> well, kids would be like, you're breathing manually. And then you'd be like, now you're like thinking about your breathing. You're like, wow, thanks. But I think about that. I'm like, Exactly. Like the fact that I remember that there must have been something there, but, um, no, I, but yeah, I, now that, connecting your breath. When you started talking about him, I have heard of him and I think I have done, tried that or done that. There was a period like after the meditation for 10 hours, like I kind of got addicted to meditating. Like, um, and so that's why I would use it as an escape and not really like integrate it into like my physical reality, like mm -hmm. escaping from my job that I didn't like and these yeah. imaginary relationships and stuff. Um, I feel you. Yeah. And I, at camp one time, there was like a challenge when like you stick your hand in an ice bucket for a long time to see who wins. And I, had my hand in there for like they like they told me to take it out they're like you need to take your hand out like how, how it's gonna fall off and I'm like I can go forever because I think it was my breathing and mm -hmm. like uh doing it like made me think about my breathing which is something that I didn't really do until like 2020 and um then I realized like I couldn't really breathe out of my nose um and I I got nose surgery 2021 um and it changed my life and I still like I'm trying to train my brain to breathe through my nose like I like me and my mom will watch tv and I like kind of have like I kind of have like these burps or something how did that fit in though um I don't know she says something about it like how I need to breathe through my nose and I'm like I'm trying like I'm trying yeah <laughs> it's it's weird getting your I mean, rewiring, rewiring your brain is something like I've been, we've both been doing and I'm proud of us for both doing it. So Yeah, for sure. Me too. I think, uh, you know, the, so the, yeah. And uh, like I said, I don't think 
sometimes like if you don't keep an open mind, like going into like breathing exercises and trying to be strict about it is like doing, I don't want to say it's doing more harm than good, but like it can steer you in the wrong path because sometimes I'm like doing the Wim Hof and I'm like, this feels uncomfortable. And sometimes it should feel uncomfortable, but I'm like, you know, you just need to connect with your breath in that moment. Like some days I want to go faster. Some days I want to do it real slow. And you just kind of like need to listen to yourself in that way. And yeah, I think and that's, the goal. that's the goal. You know? Yeah. I just said not be too hard on yourself because I can, I know what you mean. Like, uh, like trying to be like, I would wake up and if I like, cause I can be obsessive compulsive about some things and that's what I need to check myself and like be aware of that, breathe and um, like stop and um, mm-hmm. like be nicer to myself because I've can be hard on myself. Um, yeah, which is good that I can like be able to discipline myself like that. But um, be nicer to myself as something like I have really worked on a lot and yeah, grateful for that. One and, of my go ahead. I know you go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say one of my one of my like go to advice for friends of mine whenever I hear them kind of say those same kind of things is um you know be your own best friend like one of the biggest turning points in my life was to start treating myself mentally like I would my best friend and at the time when I thought of that like I lived with my best friend Mm -hmm. and and so I had that front and center of like oh this is how I'm treating him this Mm -hmm. is how I like you know, I want to see him do better. I want to see him, like I push him in a healthy way. Like I, you know, so I learned how to teach myself by having that good relationship with him. And I'm grateful for that to be able to like integrate that with my own self-talk and stuff. Like we literally had, I posted that like next to our front door. It was like, be your own best friend. I'm sure me and my roommates, or I'm sorry, I'm sure my roommates were like, thought it was corny as hell, but it helped me. (laughs) No, that I always say, like, I used to be my own worst enemy. um, And I've, trying to be my own best friend now like I've I feel like I've given like essays or have said that like in class before like I used to never talk in class and then like 2020 I started like um always talking in class like um and I would uh, say stuff like that because I just wanted to help um I'm like I've changed so much I want other people to realize they can do it too like I'm Mm -hmm. not better than anyone I want to be an example I guess because I would uh, for a while like I wanted to um like change other people and you can't do that like <laughs> um or like I would tell them to meditate I'm like if you just meditated it would change your life it would change your life but, I, tell, like, I tell people to do the Wim Hof method like that too and they're like dude shut yeah. up <laughs> I know <laughs> That's what everyone would uh, like not listen to me, tell me to shut up. It would frustrate me. I'm like, why don't they just listen to me? Like if they did it, it would change their life. And um, mm-hmm. that's what I just had to like let go of having expectations of people. And like, I can't force other people to do things. And I'm glad like it's forced me to um, focus more on myself. And I really, I feel like I'm at like, a, I'm really like at a whole new level where like I, I know myself better than other people. Like people can't tell me stuff. Like I, I know myself now, like I'm so secure in myself. Like, um, Mm -hmm. like it's really is like, I keep getting like new levels where it's like, whoa, like, Mm -hmm. uh, and it's amazing. And I want to help other people do that too. Uh, Yeah. 
like you said earlier about like the great word for it is like divine timing. Like you just have to have trust. I think part of the reason I don't want to speak for you, but like a part of the reason I think I got to the point I was is because I was open to the idea, you know, like you can't, you can't, it's like an oxymoron to force meditation on someone, you know? And so it's like, you have to, they have to like, that's their own journey or it's not going to happen at all. Um, and that's kind of the way I feel about it. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm just going to keep breathing. You just got to like set an example. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to keep uh, doing it. And then when uh, they notice the change within me, maybe it'll open the door for them to do it on their own time. And uh, yeah, it's kind of like that, but you mentioned Kundalini earlier. Do you practice that? Um, no, is this something that you practice? Um, well, sort of, I don't know. <laughs> Kundalini I'm yoga, sure. Kundalini meditation. That's what um, that's what some of that stuff is confusing, like tantra. I've that's what I'm very curious too, and I like Google everything. And um, but no, but I've heard about like the Kundalini awakening, and then like all the chakras, like root, sacral, solar. Like I know all of them. Um, I think there is some truth to that, and I think that has like connections to the bible like i think like mm -hmm. astrology too like what you said about with all the religions and everything like they all go together i that is so um like true and like i think we can see about that and like i can see like how stupid it is like it is stupid like it's a human stupidness of mm -hmm. us like it's our egos like fighting um yeah with each other Just and the... being above it and it's like it's it's, it is stupid it's kind of funny and it's kind of sad it's all the emotions <laughs> yeah it's kind of like just yeah like you said ego just being naive to yeah. the thought like with the thought that you've got it figured out like yeah. if i think if you truly yeah i don't want to sound i don't want to sound challenging to anyone's ideology but it's almost like if if you like it's just naive of you to think that um like you're right like the, else is wrong sorry yeah like if you if you think your your um your way of life is right like i don't know i i, I might have to just retract the sentence in general i don't want to hurt anybody's feelings because i think i may also be speaking out of my own ignorance to say to say it you know what i mean no, I get what you mean. Uh, I mean, no one knows what happens when we die. When anyone like tries to say like they know what happens when they die, I like I I know you don't know. So I, like anything you tell me just kind of tells me more about yourself. Um, yeah, just like if you're if you're sure of it, then you're yeah. It's just naive to be that sure, and so you gotta have to like, even if you have a way of life that seems to make your life better and helps you guide guide you through life you also need to have like a degree of separation to understand that like someone else has that for them and it has a different shape and form and background but doesn't make it wrong it just makes it different and your point like there's a lot of correlation between um you know astrology and like biblical texts and stuff like that and it's just like we're all looking at the same thing through a different lens and we're like no no no, you have to look it through my lens or you're not really seeing it and it's just like uh no i don't think we can't look through all the lenses at once so you just kind of have to like 
take a breath and, and realize that like you're never going to have it figured out so just like try and live a meaningful life kind of thing you know yeah and like the true um spiritual people like that can see above all that like there was a scene in Gilmore Girls the other day where like a rabbi <laughs> and a priest and like a preacher were all talking and they were all joking about things and like it like truly like it's just amazing like people can see that way and I I I it's sad that people don't see that way but they're not ready for it I guess like if they were they would know and um mm-hmm. Like, and it's hard, like, telling people that, and then they'll be, like, fighting back. But it's, like, you're all, we're all doing the best we can with the information we have at that time. That's something I all, I say a lot, too. Um, mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah. And, yeah, I, like, I uh, was, I was never against church or anything because like I grew up like once a week I had never had great times at um not bible study Sunday school or whatever like I'd always try mm-hmm. going because friends like people eh. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's been hard for me like I um I like being by myself and then like this is the whole thing um mm-hmm. but and um I don't know like I there's a lot of things like with the church that I just had a lot of questions and I feel like I don't think my mom loved my questions and then like would shut them down and then like say what she wanted to say and kind of like I realized a lot of that stuff was like a lie like what she told me and that's what I think it's so important to like do your own research do Mm -hmm. like if you're gonna read the bible do it yourself like um do everything your own like I think we're taught and like indoctrinated a lot like as a kid and I mean that's kind of like how like we we're doing the best we can with the information we have and Mm um I don't know I that's what after my dad died I think like my mom stopped going to church too kind of like it was it was hard for all of us but um and like it's so people a lot of people put a pastor like they idolize a pastor and that like if you read stuff like we're not supposed to idolize anything or have any idolatry and a lot of Mm -hmm. people um that's what it's just like a lack of self-awareness of themselves a lack of emotional intelligence and stuff but like I think like the I mean true stuff like that's how we get in touch with God is like truly like getting in touch with our feelings um yeah we have them for a reason they're kind of like our guides in life um and a lot of people choose to ignore them yeah it i think it's um like i see a lot of the good that like the church might like try to intend to do like they want to do a community thing and like help people um not i i hate that people feel like they can't be themselves in the one place where you're supposed to feel most comfortable like the god doesn't want you to feel uncomfortable or anything like i don't know it's just a lot of people turned it to what it's not Mm -hmm. Um, same for like a lot of things um yeah i think it's uh it's it's kind of like a weird 
um, it has a weird history to it too. I mean, like religion was used as a means of control in a lot of ways. And so I believe I think, that. and so we're, we're now kind of dealing with the residuals of that where it's like, I mean, in a way it still is. I'm mean, like, it's still definitely like a powerful influencer in itself. Um, but it, you know, it, I think the, to your point, like the, the environment of a church and, and all those kinds of things. Like, I just think there's other influences that aren't truly just, you know, divine feeling to your point that are determining, okay, this is how we're going to do it. You know what I mean? Like Catholicism, it's more like you're saying the emphasis on a priest and, and not so much reading the Bible yourself. And so like, there's, there's all these extra layers to the history of like what it, what we see today and how it's being carried out. And uh, I mean, it goes for all other religions too, but um, that's the only one I feel comfortable to speak on from my own experience. But like, yeah, I think it's, it's like, there's so many extra layers of like manipulation and like distortion of, of that connection between oneself and like a higher power that it's, it's just like, it's so bastardized in that way. And like, uh, manipulated and like used and weaponized and um yeah there's another another adjective i was thinking but <laughs> i lost it that's what it can very easily be like culty and, mm -hmm. and like people treat it like that and I, I mean it makes me so sad and like what you talking about it like this is what i'm very passionate about i'm like that makes me so sad and like so mad and like fiery about it like i think like i've like a purpose in my life is to like do something about this so i'm glad we're talking about it um but yeah that makes me so mad cults i find fascinating like the fact that people like i guess control over other people like i i felt i always felt like controlled um but then you kind of realize you have the power in yourself and the you can control how you feel you don't let other people control how you feel um or how you think or anything or tell you what to do like i am very passionate about that um yeah so what you what we were talking about earlier about just being young and unsure of yourself like it really does come from that place of unsureness being unsure um and then just like if someone comes along with more conviction within themselves you can feel it and you and you're drawn to that because you want some of it yeah. within yourself and so then that person becomes influential towards you um and so i think that's a play too it's just like it's people's insecurity drives them to to listen to others and not themselves um you yeah. know i mean it really is just like there's a lot of people i think in this world who maybe not even have it figured out but they really figured out how to be influential like they figured out the vehicle that it takes to like be but it, to be influential, but it's more of a shell because they're not like actually sure of themselves. They just know how to present that way. Yeah. The, part of it, too. it reminds me of like fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. I was a dancer like my whole life. And I remember finally I heard someone say that like in dance and I'm like, fake it till you make it. I'm like, wow. I'm like, you can just do that. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I didn't know. Um, You can kind of like, I guess, choose how you want to be. Um, mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that's, 
I don't know. The Catholic thing is crazy to me too. I learned more about that this weekend, and I'm like, the the priests, like all of that is crazy. They only read like certain books of the Bible, and it's like the same thing every week. And then you get down on your knees, up and down. Like it's so crazy to me, and it's so fascinating to me. Um, and the fact that Jehovah's Witnesses say they're like uh, with the Bible, or they say they're Christians. That's what anyone could say anything, and that doesn't mean it's true. Like you can. Uh, call yourself a christian that doesn't mean you are um because like that means like something in your heart in like your connection with god but that's what you can say anything and that doesn't mean it's true and mm-hmm. i think that's what i think we can only really tell what's true or not like within our bodies um yeah with our feelings and that's really it's, like I think that's like a true intelligence is like the emotional intelligence, be in tune with your emotions. And that's, I can, I think that's why we're both very aware and like know a lot. Yeah. Uh, it does start there and in there, like, um, you know, like you said, you can like conjure up words, but they can only, they can, uh, you can recognize them as a shell sometimes when there's not feeling behind them or they don't provoke feeling yeah um you know like when there's not that transfer it's really just a transfer of feeling is what we're using the words for yeah. uh, there's something in there you said earlier um it'll come back to me i can't remember um what were you saying <laughs> something about I say a lot of things and I have no idea, like, after I say it, like... Yeah, no, I get that. Um, Catholic, Jehovah's Witnesses, cults, Catholics, of uh, Bible, authenticity, Kundalini. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh God, I don't know. Crochet. I don't know, we don't have to get hung up on it. But you said, I don't know, you said something that just, like, um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, oh, I wanted to ask you a question. Um, do you personally think, do you think the world is fair? Um, you know, my mom told me growing up and it was ingrained in my brain that life isn't fair. She always told me that. And I always knew that I'm like, life isn't fair, but I do think there's like, um, like it all gets equaled out in the end. Um, I always knew growing up that like, I'm like, all the hard work I'm putting in now, I will be, like, reaped what I sow. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, in that sense. But it definitely never never seemed fair to me, like, with my eyes. But, like, it always felt like I was going to get rewarded in some way. Yeah, no, that's awesome. It's awesome to hear that. Because I was just telling a story about in college, I was in a business ethics class. And... The teacher asked that the class is life fair and I was the only person to put my hand up and say life is fair and of course he wanted me to elaborate on that being the only person yeah. and to the same point it's like we're working on a uni- we're working on universal time and space like how are we going to be in this small an incalculably small amount of time and experience that we have declare if the universe is fair or not and we see all around us equilibrium like everything comes to equilibrium if you like in a scientific sense if there's 
a fluid outside of a membrane, it's going to pass through that membrane until it's 50 50 on both sides. Like the world wants to come to an equal place. Yeah. So there's no reason why that doesn't permeate like through everything. Like I believe that like everything is a balance and mm -hmm. we just see just this chaos because the balance is happening on a universal scale. So like you, you know, you're in a random car crash and you're like, how was that fair? Well, it's like, I couldn't tell you, but I have faith that it is because, because that car crash is literally smaller than a grain of sand in terms of the universe. So like how, you know what I mean? Like, so I, I feel like there's, there's universal law around equilibrium yeah. that you can observe and, and like smaller instances that kind of permeates everything. And so, yeah, life is fair. We're just not going to perceive it that way. Like we're going to perceive it unfair because as you know, like you said, as you, as human beings, with our ego and our own self-interest to stay alive as an organism, we want fairness to include our survival and our well-being. Yeah. Um, but on a universal level, it doesn't, that's not always the case. So that's why yeah. I asked. And I appreciate your answer. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, um yeah, I'm glad we said it to yeah, the universal laws and the I mean, like karma is a thing, like it's in so many different things. And I remember in class, um, a teacher asking, like, do you have to see things to believe them or believe things to see them? Um, and it whoa, really... whoa, wait. that one, we got to break that one down. What'd you say? I know. Do you have, can you uh, like see things to believe them? See, now I've <laughs> lost it. <laughs> I had like, but oh, like, I get what I get the point now. Yeah, and it tripped me up. Um, do you have to see things to believe them, or do you have to believe things to see them? I, I'm partial to the second one, but maybe because it feels like more like a special, like it's, it's new to my brain, so it likes it more. No, that's good. Um, Trust your intuition. Is that the? I think we have to believe things to see them, um, because we can see things, and then it's not the truth. It's not the whole truth, and um, like it just. I feel like I saw things, but um, I still didn't believe it. Um, yeah, but that just goes to show like the power we have within ourselves, and mm -hmm. that's what. Like, I want everyone to, like, realize, like, the universe is within you. And, like, that's crazy. And mm -hmm. it's so cool. And um, I don't know. It does come down to, like, I've heard it put this way, that human beings are meaning-making machines. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe I don't like the word machine used in that context, but, like, uh yeah, I mean, like this phone has meaning to me because of the meaning I assign it. Yeah. But if I just came onto it in the middle of the woods, it would have no meaning to me yet. And mm -hmm. so that's kind of why I agree with that that second one of you have to believe things to see it because I don't I see it in a different way because of my beliefs around it. Yeah. You know, and if I didn't have a way to believe new things then i would never have an, a perspective about it you know i would not have a i would not have an opinion or a or a, a way to orient myself against this thing 
without like some amount of meaning or like perception in the first yeah. place. Um, so I keep looking at the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I is, know. Can you see the time left thing too? Yeah. Oh, you can. Mm -hmm. um, that, I don't know. I love talking to you. We can go on to the third one. <laughs> one, two, okay. That's Smart, not yeah. Okay, um, let me go let's to just the end it now and we'll... yeah, let's end it now and I'll go to the bathroom. That's what it has to um, like after I end it, it like does like zero to one hundred thing. So um, like to render, yeah. Let me. Yeah. I'll make another cup of tea and then I'll be okay. there. Okay. Okay. Bye. Cool. Okay. I'll see you. All right. There you go. I had like started the Zoom and then I'm like. I really wanted to roll my back. <laughs> I get that. I feel you. I'm like, I'm tired of sitting all day. I know. I'm like, I'm constantly rolling my back and it's like, I can be obsessive compulsive about it. Uh, what do you mean? Like a, like a massage roller thing? Like a, like one of those yeah. tube looking thing? Yeah. Gotcha. Got it from my chiropractor. I got a neck thing. Gotcha. Too. Do you do yoga at all? not like i i like doing it on my own better but no i don't do any classes Did yeah you? no i've never been i've never been to a class unfortunately i'd be curious to see what that whole vibe's like <laughs> i mean it that's it definitely like pertinent on a lot of factors like how big and what type of people are in the class you know the type of room it's in the teacher the temperature yeah. of the room like the hot yoga might be interesting but like it could be it could it'd be like a make or break scenario like it could be way better than at home or it could be so much worse <laughs> but yeah adrian's my girl she's she's got uh, me through plenty of uh plenty of uh mushroom trips <laughs> we're too strong i just started on yoga with adrian for like two hours and it was at peace is she like you see her in person oh no uh she's like oh. one of the bigger uh bigger people on youtube oh i don't know that um, yoga with adrian i recommend her she's she's and good. She yoga videos you can follow on your own mm -hmm. okay. yeah have super of, super relaxed have you heard of q gong or q gong no what i is think that? i'm saying it right oh also i had a deja vu moment um that's good during our break so i think that was a good sign <laughs> it always is i love those i haven't had one in a minute so i hope it comes along yeah what um, is kugong though is that a <laughs> what what is kugong um it's like it comes from china like you see old chinese people do it in the yard like it's like slow movements oh you mean um qigong yeah got you <laughs> got you um, or um tai chi <laughs> i think is another like form of it or like a different thing that's like similar tai chi yeah um oh so you have uh you watch her while doing mushrooms that's <laughs> makes it sound like that's like my favorite pastime no i uh um, honestly that's a, not a bad one that's a no it, that sounds dope. it's not it was amazing um <laughs> No, it was like the last time I did mushrooms, it was just overwhelming. And so I put uh, some yoga on and it just like helped me, um, you know, it just helped me calm down and like, 
focus on something else but not like distracted it was like you know coming in my like in a good way it was distracting yeah. in a good way you know I guess the thing I don't like about yoga like in a class um because like growing up in dance I would do it every once in a while and I've done like some classes I've been to like some health spas like where I did that um mm -hmm. but it's like I'm like in downward dog and I'm like turning to like look at the like I don't know what to do somebody like, else every second i'm turning to the teacher and it's like this is taking my piece away i didn't really re realize like the point of yoga is like to be comfortable in the pose too like i was just like i was kind of always waiting for it to like be over or um, mm -hmm. and that's kind of not the point of it yeah i think i've i've been like i think it was first introduced to it 2019 was the first time everyone was like this is child's pose da 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 and that was like the start of it um and yeah i think i do i'm just kind of rounding the corner of like wait like this shouldn't hurt and yeah. um and it's not like i'm like crushing myself but <laughs> but just like the subtle things like i'm in a position too long my wrists start to hurt or something it's like okay like i need to make adjustments that that feel good for me and not um you know push myself into some kind of scenario yeah and so like have that kind of dialogue with yourself is important and that's I feel like that's ultimately the the goal and to your point about like always looking at the teacher my big gripe is not so much because I still do that with the videos mm -hmm. the nice thing about like sticking with Adrian is like you learn how she describes things and so when she says something you'll know what she means without looking you uh -huh. know what I mean it's like you know what I mean you just kind of get used uh -huh. to the the flow of her teaching but the problem for me is usually like I find something that's great and I don't think we like stay in the position long enough and like to get out of the position and pause the video or something is like totally ruins it. And yeah. so I think that's the big thing for me is like just like, uh, you know, I like to have like the positions kind of like in my mind and just flow between them. And then that allows me to be like, oh, wait, this spot's nice. And then I just hang there as long as I want. Yeah. And like the videos sometimes don't do that, but like they do also keep you flowing in like in a way that you probably wouldn't have done by yourself. Yeah. So do you have you ever done like guided meditations on YouTube? That's one thing that I haven't. Uh oh. as far as like meditation assistance or anything like that, I like singing bowls I've had like good oh. experiences with, like putting those on have been real nice. Or um you know, even like the back to the Wim Hof, like he has an app that has like a little, um, it's like a little guided thing where it will like count down the breaths you need to do. And then it'll hit like a gong whenever you need to like exhale and hold it. Mm -hmm. And it, so you can like toggle whether you want him to be like talking over it or not. Okay. And so that's a meditative experience. And so I guess in a way that is guided, um, but that that and like singing bowls every like maybe twice in my life, but oh. that's about it. I don't I don't like meditate outright very much like in the traditional sense. And I'm curious. You mentioned earlier I wanted to ask you like what that looks like for you, like a meditative practice. Um, like, is there any kind of ritual you have? You know, I like when I first started getting into it, I would um, play a lot of YouTube videos, but I was. Now I'm really at the point where I feel like, uh, like, I guess 
I was gonna say I feel like I'm in a meditative state all the time, but um, sure. Except when I'm not, like, um, but that, <laughs> that's the goal. <laughs> yeah, except when I'm not. But um, I would try like every time I felt overwhelmed or anything, I would um, just try to shut my eyes and clear it, and that's still what I do. I yeah do that, and this time I'm I am a lot more intentional about it. Because I think at the mm -hmm. start, it's like, I don't, you said it a while ago, like, not really knowing who you are. That was my biggest question. And it's still, I feel like I can answer it now. But um, I always in my head, I'm like, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Constantly. Um, but I think like, with believing and then seeing, like, I think I had to be intentional about it. Um, now, I feel like I know who I am. I am all that I am. Um, but now um, I've been wanting to meditate more. Like I would be kind of like hard on myself and like strict about it. Like, okay, I need to do it like right now. And if I don't do it right now, then I'm not going to be okay. And it's like that type of thinking, the obsessive compulsive, like that's not right. Um, yeah. I like your wording choice there uh, where you said you said nowadays I want to do it more, but you used to say I need to do it more, which as a as a very important shift in terms of like what you're saying about not being hard on yourself and being that friend instead of that enemy. Yeah. You know, not making it like a a, a chore or like a, a punishment. It's like a desire, something out like in the front. Yeah. Like like listening to my feelings. I have something that pops on my reminders every day. Like, um, how do I feel? What do I need? Um, mm. And uh, I think I heard it from someone else. And then I started doing it. And most of the times I do just like click it off. I'm like, eh, I'm fine. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, I'm it's, fine. That's fine. It's like, wow, I really... Like, if I'm not going to do this, who's going to do it for me? It got to be mm -hmm. me. Like, I have to be my own best friend. Like, who else is? Um, I mean, and that's really, like, the key to life, like, being your own best friend. And yeah. expecting other people to do it or be that person for you. Like, doing it yourself. Like, I'm, I am very, um, I'm individualistic, but I'm also, like, for, like, the whole. But um, I like doing things myself. I'm very leader like pioneer type i've realized like that's just part of me i'm accepting it um yeah that's something i came into recently too of like acknowledging well one i think what you touched on there is like taking responsibility for your your existence in your life like full responsibility um and then yeah doing so made me realize like oh like that by doing that i have a lot of influence on the people around me yeah um, whether whether they pick up on me taking that responsibility or just by doing that I'm, I carry myself in a different way that but like you I've been recently acknowledging like oh if I come in to this room and I don't feel if I feel some type of way like I can tell it's emanating and vice versa and so like uh, yeah I don't know sometimes that can be draining to like acknowledge the responsibility and then i almost feel responsible for everybody else because i'm like oh i'm like yeah. the influence is there and i don't want it to be you know what i mean like i want to i don't want to just because i feel some type of way doesn't mean like i want my influence to like emanate other people and it goes both ways you know like yeah 
between yeah. people. I, I don't know. I hate that you feel bad. I don't want you to feel bad. Like when you're in this situations, I've, I, if I'm in a room and what were you saying? Like, I would like, you hate having the influence on people. Yeah. I've, I don't know. I've just, I've really, it's been hard to like accept it. Um, mm -hmm. It's been, well, I think that's that kind of like, I'm sorry to cut you off again, but the, just the idea of like, I need to be alone for a while. Like, I think that, that in itself is like, uh, responsible of you, you know, like if you know you're bringing people down and it's not even like you trying to be like, woe is me. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like self, as long as it's not self-deprecating and it's actually like, no, it's just better for everybody. If I like deal with this for a little bit in my own space so that I'm not like affecting other people with the feeling. Yeah. I read a book like last year that's and it, it really like it really changed my life but like learning that like my task and other people's tasks like that I think that's a lifelong thing like I'm not responsible for how other people feel um and I don't know I think hmm. that's important thing to learn what book is this I forget but <sighs> it's an important <laughs> book to you and you don't even know the name that's what I gave it to my mom to read, but you can't get other people to read books. You they gotta choose to want to do it yourself. Yeah, book recs are tough unless they're readers, you know. Yeah, I basically said the whole point though. Like, okay, <laughs> screw the book then. Other people have tasks, and we got tasks, and you're not responsible for other people's. So that's pretty like that's the Lucy Notes version, like the Spark Notes. Mm -hmm. um, What's but the that's Go ahead, go ahead. Say the point. I didn't really, I was going to figure it out once I started talking. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. I was going to ask, um, do you have like first thing that comes to mind when I say like, what's one book you would recommend to people? Like, do you have a book recommendation? <laughs> you know, what like came into my head when you started saying that it was the Bible. It was always a joke. My okay. mom's favorite book <laughs> is the Bible. <laughs> I mean, I think it's fascinating to like study it yourself. I mean, sure. That's um, fair. You're entitled to suggest that. Yeah, that's probably mine, I guess. I, re I respect that. Um, have you read the Diary of a Wimpy Kid? <laughs> have I read the Bible? No, I haven't. Not oh, I said Diary of a Wimpy Kid. <laughs> yeah, that's actually in my book, Rick, is oh. uh, the second the second and third entry was Dog the best. No. Yes. I think that was like the third or fourth, though, wasn't it? That was like later on. It's the yellow third one, I think. Yes. Yellow. I remember, I remember that because I love yellow and I love three. I remember being fascinated. I was like, what the is a dog days? Like what? Yeah. I was just so I was so thrown by that phrase. And I, I read the whole book without ever knowing what that meant. And it, I don't think I ever knew what dog days meant for until like two years ago. Wait, what does it mean? Um, I still don't know. I don't. I think I think it means like the late days of the summer where it's really hot and it's just kind of like that the sun's beating down on you or it's like the days where like the summer where you're not really doing anything. I, I could be wrong, but that's how I take it where it's like the dog days of summer is like. So they're calling the dogs lazy. Like uh... <laughs> I kind of picture like a dog like panting, just laying on the porch. Like that's what I picture is like it's like August 5th yeah. or something. You know what I mean? Like it's like the beginning of August and you can see like the sun rays like over the horizon like the what do you call it like heat waves 
and it's like too hot to do anything, but it's the summer and you should be doing something. Like that's how I think about it. And that's, that's like because that August the, bit. <laughs> yes, I don't know, like early August, you know. I was trying to set the scene. No, that, but, uh, I, that's such a like I feel you. Like that's such a yes. I know what you mean. Like it is the August fifth type of energy. Like it's not an August sixth, it's August fifth, because that's like an April <laughs> five. And it's like I know it's <laughs> <laughs> numerology is interesting too uh mm -hmm. when i heard about empath i heard about the word life path number have you heard of that yeah mine's five actually yeah mine's <laughs> the three so i that's changed my life too i can i feel that i remember like going down that rabbit hole um yeah it is rabbit hole but but for like a day and then i couldn't tell you what five men or anything i think it was like more of a i think it was something to the effect of like being a nomad was kind of the the ammo of that which i resonated with that statement but it's not something to like live and die by but i thought that was interesting um when i think of five because i think like i mean numbers like in everything like <laughs> the bible and like i mean every type of number like angel numbers like yeah like a five kind of always means a five and a three always means a three like five i think of like always mm. changing all the time um mm. being um expressive communicative well no three is more communicative but five is expressing and like changing a lot um, mm. okay that's why you I'll, just have I'll to feel the five I, i'm not the feel the five yeah feel the five Three, I That's think funny. of like creativity and um, I don't know, I'm sure there's a lot more meanings to it. Like I know there is like yeah, Trinity from the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, from the Matrix, nothing else. <laughs> nothing, uh, couldn't tell you anything else is from, but um. It's the true origin of the <laughs> Matrix. But uh. What is one but, of your favorite movies? Um, well, to answer the question earlier, the Alchemist by Paolo Coelho is my book recommendation. I think I just butchered his last name. I'm not sure. You but know, the Alchemist. I, I told, uh, I've recommended that book to people and I've never read it, <laughs> but I know it's good. I know it would change your life. I just know it's kind of long and I know, I feel like I get the gist. Like I call my, I have that on my resume, Alchemist. Um, So. Yeah, I'm such a I'm such a self-help nerd that that's literally the only fiction book that I like even though it's like not even really like meant to be fiction it's almost like it's almost like he wanted to write life lessons but like wanted to drip like sprinkle it into a story more so uh, than like than like tell a story if that makes sense I like um, that that's why I kind of forgot that it was kind of fiction but like exactly I know, so <laughs> no. yeah but I love that book and my copy has like tons of notes in it oh, and my f what's that um the book that i was recommending i uh, the way it goes i don't know if it was that i think i read two books that spring break and one of them it was basically a conversation between a philosopher and a kid the whole time um and that made it a very interesting type of book was it, ever... was it... i think i just started that the other day on like oh, youtube yeah. What was it called though? It was it, I think it was Chinese. It was like a translation. Yeah. Yes, uh, I TikTok threw that one at me. I can't remember. Oh really? I think I saw. Yes. Them. I found them at airports. I'm gonna 
Loki, look up, look <laughs> it up and find it. But um, but to answer your question, my favorite movie, that's a tough one. Um, I'm probably just going to have to go with like the one I've been saying for years, even though it's not really like, doesn't really hold true. Or it, it definitely is one of my favorite movies, but a part of me also thinks like, I could find one better, but I just don't like watch enough movies. But I really liked her with Joaquin mm -hmm. Phoenix. Yeah. Um, I have that on because, Yeah, that's a good movie for a lot of reasons. And it, it like, uh, I don't know, it touches on a lot of cool topics, just like what is love and like, what does it mean to be a human, like a, a being in general? I think those are cool conversations as well as like, the soundtrack's great. Like the fact that they wrote a song for the movies, awesome. I love that song. Uh, Be of a Doobie has like a version of it. It was like her second song she ever put out, uh -huh. the Moon Song. I go back to it all the time. I love, I love that song. I love her version. And I've been then, wanting to watch that movie again. Yeah, but I think I think if I watched it again, I'd be like, yeah, this is cool. But again, I could do better. I just haven't like <laughs> seen enough movies in a long time. I mean, I don't like when people when people ask me my favorites anything. Like, I don't I don't like picking favorites because it makes I feel bad for the rest of them that I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but like, if I can watch a movie and like not get tired of it, I love Pop Star Never Stop Stopping. Like, um, Lonely Island, that movie is the funniest movie I've ever seen, and it's my favorite. Um, I used to say Forrest Gump. Have you found it yet? No, I'm, I was looking up the Lonely Island movie. I never heard of that. Oh, Popstar never. I have it on my laptop. I've seen it a million times, and it's the jokes of my family. Yeah, I saw That's it in theaters funny. when it came out, and like, like no one's seen it and uh, or saw it. I think it's on Hulu now. Um, but like everyone is in it, like every celebrity. It's crazy. I love the songs. That's what it was. My top song this year on Spotify. Um, I'll have to check this out. That's funny because obviously, like their skits were, you know, they're kind of making Justin Bieber like in a way, making oh, okay, him, but it's like a mockumentary. It's so never stop, funny. never stop, never stopping. That's so funny. Oh, yeah, never but stop. um, the book that you were talking about, I believe, is the courage to be disliked. Yeah. 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 How to free yourself, change your life, and achieve real happiness. <laughs> yeah. Super yourself up. But yeah, I am a solid 20 minutes in to this seven hour book. <laughs> but I was I was like, I don't know. It's almost like uh It's really good. It's hard for me to like stick to things that yeah don't deliver themselves in a format. Like it's on YouTube, I'm listening to it. Mm -hmm. And so like I don't go out of my way to go to YouTube to like listen to an audiobook so it, it's not something like I have a, a habit to build up to like come back to um so that's probably why I haven't like listened to it more but if it was like on audible or spotify then uh, I might have I might have like nonchalantly pulled it up and kept going uh, yeah it was interesting I, I did like to your point like how it was formatted I thought um allowed you to like almost have your own dialogue like it'll instead of just spitting the truth out at you the whole time yeah or at least a third person um in the yeah and then or just an observer that, two people yeah and then that like younger character having his own opinions like allowed the hit the 
the philosophy to like take a breath and then you would he would be like let me get this straight and he would like yeah. you know say it back and then so it would allow you to process it and stuff because the but little yeah. kids just like a pure naive ego um like kind of how we all thought like i think everyone yeah. everyone's the little boy and then he's just the other person yeah i've i loved that title when you said that i'm like yeah like i loved that title <laughs> the mm-hmm. he disliked like that helped me a lot because um i, I remember the... to get everyone to like me but um but yeah yeah i wasn't I being myself that. when i was trying like i need to just be myself and then people will like you for that the right people will mm-hmm. i think a big fear for mine for me was like um to your point being disliked and so it was almost like wishing to be not seen yeah for to get out of that point of judgment yeah Does that make sense like i think you know especially um like after the couple years after high school i was definitely and even in high school i guess but was just like yeah just kind of like a back of the room type of character just like very much not trying to be seen for one reason or another and uh and yeah so i feel that i've just like you wouldn't have to question if you were being liked if if you were being seen so that's how I felt like my whole life like um I would uh, with the breath thing my whole life like I would try to hold my breath because I didn't want the next to me to hear me breathe mm-hmm. which is like the saddest thing I've ever heard but it makes me laugh I mean I, I laugh a lot um yeah no I get that but I would try to hold my breath around people because I didn't want them to hear me breathe like that's all humans breathe like I would just try to be so invisible and um I was always a back of room type I didn't like talking to people like uh like I wanted to but I was too fearful for anyone to recognize me like fear being seen um has been something I've been working on like I put a name to it and um I remember kind of I I told my I had two therapists and they both like kind of weren't great but like they both helped me in a lot but um like ultimately like I don't know not great therapist I guess uh, well they were both great but whatever um yeah it, but I remember him telling me that and him being like I don't think that's it and it's like I'm telling you like I know like I kind of felt like his therapist after a while that's what it got very unhealthy unhealthy that way um but I'm like I know this to be true and you're like telling like I that's why I sometimes I just need to hear myself think and talking out loud really helps me um that's what like I really think like my podcast has been like a soundboard to me I've learned a lot and I'm really not like I'm not I'm I don't really keep like secrets like I'm not afraid to express myself like I would love to like I love putting myself out there like it's not comfortable to me though it's very not um but I feel like being an example in this world is something like I really want to do um or be like I am um but that's what I've I can post things and not think anyone's gonna see it and then people see it I'm like oh shit like um, (laughs) so it's funny like I know I post like weird things and um it's just I don't know like I'm not if I don't I don't want to hide anymore like I'm really I think all my 20 yeah 20 years of hiding like I'm done I'm done like being quiet about things I'm done like not expressing myself like 
Um, Because I think, like, I, like, I am a good example. Like, I don't want to hurt anyone. I really am, like, the purest. I don't want to make anyone feel bad or sad or anything. Like, that's how I always, uh, that's just how I am. Um, Mm -hmm. No, I get that entirely of, like, um, yeah, no, I get that entirely, especially from where I'm sitting of, like, putting myself out there in the way that I do. It's uh, it's definitely like a release of control on that. Like you can't, yeah, you can't control what anybody thinks about you, and that's cool. Yeah. Like uh, like I realize realizing um, just like people are gonna have their thoughts about you, and you can't control that. What you just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it is. It's uh, and then um, yeah, like what you said about uh, I like what you said with, you know, realizing that, oh, I am a good example for almost like, ironically, for the reasons why you, you are the person who didn't want to be seen. Do you know what I mean? Like the same, like, there's like a character alignment between like the person who's going to be in the back of the room, like not hurting anybody and why you should be upfront telling people how it is. Not saying that like, you know, you're right. Everyone's wrong, but you know that like, You're you're making a good example of of out of yourself by just allowing yourself to be seen and uh yeah it definitely comes with with just self-assurance and knowing like yeah i am the shit and uh (laughs) yeah and not even in a braggadocious way but just like you're saying like there's there's things to learn from everybody no yeah everyone's the shit (laughs) Yes. yes but um that's with um you're right like kind of like doing the right thing and like being a good person can be rebellious in this society and that's what like it really is like I I'm am seen as really rebellious but it's like I just want the best for everyone and like that doesn't align with like society um yeah it really doesn't like it really is a rebellious thing yeah yeah no it is there's irony there yeah Sometimes it's about like, um, yeah, I mean, you just got to double down on yourself. Like, so I'm very sure of myself now. That's yeah. Like, cause, cause it is, you do can like push back against like maybe where society wants to, wants to veer you. But if you just never, if you're unrelenting with who you are, like you will be making space for yourself, whether you're trying to or not. Um, whether it's like just the people immediately in your life or like, you know, how you end up like, uh, surviving, you know, whether it be like making money and stuff, like you'll make space for yourself if you just stick to who you are long enough and not cripple under like bad influences that are are taking you away from your, from your true self. Yeah. And that's what, when you start making the inner changes, you really see like physical, um, like you said that too. And I, um, but yeah, I'm so glad we talked. Um, I have been talking like this has really been like really amazing. And yeah, hot, hot, it's I mean, a breath of fresh air. Yeah, like I mean, I've I with you having goals and like um, like I do too. Like I want to help as many people as possible, and I think this us talking like. If, people listening to this like this can really affect like i've 
listen to podcasts like hella um <laughs> but your music's also amazing um, <laughs> thanks if people haven't gotten that by now um but yeah I yeah, that's, that's like a big uh, I didn't mean to cut you off again but uh, um but yeah like I'm grateful to be here and to talk to you because uh I mean everything that we just said over the last freaking three hours or however long it's been <laughs> is like what is how I feel as a person and it doesn't always come off in a 15 second TikTok where I'm playing guitar and like yeah. you you know not to speak for you but I'm sure you were thrown off by who I am because you're like this is the guy like you know what i mean pleasantly surprised right? yeah and i and i i do like feel like i have a lot that i want to like resonate with people about and um and talk about because i think the music's great and i will always be making art and i hope some of this energy comes through there in the frequencies that are the music but like there's more ways to get it out than one and so i'm grateful to be here and for you to like want to have conversations like this and allow me to be here to have that conversation so thank you yeah you're a true artist like you're I don't know if you have the Rick Rubin book but um like how everyone is an artist and like you can call yourself just a musician or just a painter but you're way more than that like it's your whole body of work like your whole the way you live is like your art and like Mm -hmm. good example for people um yeah thank you i need to get that book that should have been your your book recommendation that's like on my amazon wish list i've read like three pages but like i've had it for months <laughs> yeah it's a good one I'm, I'm like you too like if it's not well i don't know if it's not right in front of me like i kind of forget about it and then like it's a whole thing i'm interested yeah. in everything curious and everything like my podcast is kind of like my mind like i don't even trying to get like a sure sense of myself but um yeah no i have i, I have like do this again. that are half finished so i get that okay. so i need to organize a ton of books downstairs i have so many yeah. um yeah well i don't know if you were surprised about me either like i don't know um yeah i guess to flip the coin i definitely am pleasantly surprised oh. uh, for many reasons um one being like just as a musician who's putting himself out there and hoping to find people who resonate with the music like it's reassuring to me that you as somebody who honestly like I would describe as like one of my biggest fans outside of my friend group and so that's that's like it's awesome that you're as like um you know as curious and like self-developing as you are like it's it's great to think that like my music drew in a person like you and that I hope that there's more people like you that that think that way because I worry I don't want this to be a surface level thing like I want it to be real I want there to be more impact than just like oh I like how he's saying you know what I mean like I want it to be more than that so it's awesome yeah. that like, you are who you are for sure yeah I mean the I agree with the same thing like attracting like like i it amazes me too like someone that commented on one of my videos like if that's was nice um mm -hmm. that they're like a deep thinker too and like truth seeker truth teller like a spiritual person that's what I think it was definitely divine like I think it's divine how everyone meets but um 
like satellite baby like really like described like a time in my life and I like I played it like forever like on loop and um like in the car I would literally like repeat it and repeat it like <laughs> it was crazy um I felt like you read it towards me like <laughs> I always, don't you always feel like that like you're like this song is like meant for me or like it's yeah mine like was uh this year was Familiarity by Tizo Touchdown was my top song. Okay. And like that one. Um, you need to write that down. Familiarity. Yeah. So it's. Um, I'll just write it down. It's uh, the story he kind of tells is like, I'll just let you listen to it because Tizo is like very much an open book. Like you'll get what he's saying. Mm -hmm. uh, but I would listen to that song like on my way into work, my way out of like as soon as I got in my car blast that and just remember who i am and where i'm going yeah. and what really matters to me and and yeah it's been like the the soundtrack of the year as far as like staying focused and to your point like staying true to my artistry and being an artist through and through wherever I, whatever i find myself doing and keeping that up that song helped me help me keep it up so definitely check it out yeah w one last question like i was thinking about yeah. this earlier i <laughs> What is your like favorite Kanye album? <laughs> what a crazy question in 2023. Um, <laughs> um, uh, let me look. So I don't even know if you like him, but I just know I asked that to another person and um, I don't know. Uh, let me look at his discography. I don't want to forget about any. Oh, you don't even have it like top of your head answer? Well, there could be a couple of them. So let me really just look okay. at it and think okay. of my childhood. I would probably put it at Twisted Fantasy. Oh, uh, okay. Interesting. Um, I love, there's a couple songs on Graduation that like are my favorite songs by him. But mm -hmm. as an album, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy was like, many of my friends love that album. It was almost like the aesthetic of our friend group and everything else so like that one has more of a place in my heart whereas like graduation like good morning champion i wonder uh everything i am homecoming like those songs are so good yeah. but but they they're like the songs are so good but the album just yeah. that's a good answer yeah that's Can't go wrong. i feel like it says a lot about you i'm just kidding interesting i don't know if it was but i was mainly i was kidding yeah i get you <laughs> that is interesting i really love college dropout um that's a good one so i love that all i can't pick favorites though yeah Facts. <laughs> less than a minute i know i i hope you have a great rest of your night it's 8 20 p.m here december 6 wednesday um i usually always say the time is it 8 20 wherever you are now it's 8 21 yeah, it's nice. Well, I hope you have a great rest of the night. I'm so grateful I got to talk to you and yeah, me too. That you are you. Um, you've helped me learn a lot of. I need to digest all of this. Um, and dream. Sure, I'd love to see the recordings as well. I know 